Payments Podcast from Bottomline Technologies. Greetings and welcome to the Payments Podcast. My name is John Gaffney. I'll be your host for this episode that will feature exclusive data on the state of consumer payments in the UK, as well as what that data says about the general state of that country's economy. You know, although our data here is UK specific, I think listeners, regardless of where they are, uh, will be interested to hear what happens when price spikes push consumers to their limits. And they'll also learn a little bit about what looking beyond the usual KPIs can gain for finance leaders who choose to look for them. Before getting to that data, I'd like to introduce our guest. Vinay Kosla is the head of product, data analytics, and insights at Bottom Line. Throughout Vinay's career, he has advised many companies on how data analytics and its intersection with machine learning can make business decisions, excuse me, more accurate and profitable. We're happy to have him here today, grabbing him out of vacation. Welcome, Vinay. Thank you, John. Great to be here and be able to talk about some of the great insights our numbers are showing us. So yeah, I, you know, I, um, for our listeners, Vinay um, is all about numbers, which is a good thing because I don't get numbers. I do words, but that, that's okay. He has uh, identified a couple of KPIs here that have been overlooked by most banks and economists. Um, the data comes from Bottom Line's business transaction platform, PTX. Um, among the data he's been tracking are direct debit payments and direct debit failures. Now, why is that important? We're going to leave that to Vinay, but first let's set the stage a little bit. We'll start in the UK where the cost of living in the UK consumer prices index rose 9.3% in the 12 months leading up to November, 2022. And where did that increase stem from? Right in the breadbasket. According to the Office for National Statistics, that 9.3% came from housing, Household services like electricity and gas, food and non-alcoholic beverages, and transport. According to the BBC, increases in this in these areas have already affected lower-income populations who have turned their heating off to save on skyrocketing energy bills. And over half of UK adults say it has already been difficult for them to pay household essential costs in the last six months. So, Vinay, tell us a little bit about what direct debit fails are and how you came to identify them as a KPI that we should be watching. Yeah, thank you, John. So bottom line operates globally. And, and here in the UK, it's one of the most common ways for a consumer to pay regular recurring payments called direct debits under the back scheme. Mm-hmm. And it's worth just drilling into that for a minute, just so all our yeah, listeners c- can understand what that means. Yep. So for example, it's how most people in the UK pay their essential bills like mortgages, insurance, home, energy costs, and also luxury items like magazine subscriptions, charity donations, which are essential, of course, and uh, uh, gym memberships, things like that. Anything regular and recurring that happens. But direct debits have been around a long time in the UK. Since 1964, they're trusted. um, But there is new technology, open banking technology, that's catching up and offers businesses more ways to efficiently collect from customers in a simple online way that we expect today. Today, I'm focusing on direct debits because that's the bulk of how businesses collect their reoccurring payments Mm. in the UK. Most businesses rely on that regular recurring payment and will offer a direct debit as a payment method because it's, it's, it's most cost effective, but it also comes with rules and guarantees that protect the consumer. Really, really important, that part of it as well. Uh, most people in the UK have at least two direct debits, taking money from their bank account each month. Uh, and then by setting up that direct debit with a business, the consumer is giving permission for that business to take money from their bank account on a regular basis. So nice, easy, clean and understood. 
that the permission comes with protection for the consumer, as I mentioned, and, and provides the businesses with an easy way to collect those funds, vital for their cash flow. So you've identified that these direct debit fails have increased. Why is that a big deal and how big is the problem? Yeah, thank you. So normally a direct debit payment comes out of a consumer's bank account and flows into the business with no problems. However, they can fail as, as, as we're here to talk about. And the money's not deducted from the consumer's bank account and never reaches the business. This obviously has impacts on that, on that business. It immediately impacts their cash flow and they need to find ways to recollect those funds. Uh, direct debits can fail for a variety of reasons. And I'm going to talk a little bit more detail about some of those as we go through this today. Okay. But, but if it's things like the, the bank account details could be incorrect or, or, the, or the consumer may have changed them or may open a new bank account uh, or sadly the payer may be deceased. All of these reasons can cause a direct debit to fail. But in our analysis, we see all of these direct debit failures. Now, just to be really clear, we don't see any personal de de details around right. that. We don't see any information. Important to say that, yeah. Yeah, about whose direct debit is. We only see the aggregate anonymous information. But about a half, year and a half ago, the, the data uh, analysis team started looking into this anonymous direct debit data. And we did it because it's difficult. It's a challenge. It's hard to do this stuff because mm. at bottom line, we see millions and millions of direct debits, the anonymous transactions that go through. And, and we need to take that huge data, transform it in a way that we can make sense of it. Uh, and during this process, the team, an, an absolutely amazing bunch of people, mm -hmm. noticed a trend in these failures that we're bringing you today. Uh, it was the number and the trend that no one appeared to be aware of or measure either. So, so we even spoke to a number of customers go, did you know about this? Uh, of various different industries, different sizes, and very few were able to tell us their failure rate. It, 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 it appeared to us it was almost like the, they considered it a cost of doing business. And in my view, whoa, I go, whoa, no, that's not right. You've got a KPI here you can measure and it can tell you, tell you some great stuff. I was astonished, actually. that while, while the, And also, the, the, I think it, it came from the number of direct debit failures is a small percentage of the total direct debit value. Okay. Give it, go through it there. But the value is significant and there are trends to be seen there as well. So give us some of those numbers. Give us some of the bad news. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Thank you, John. I thought you'd never ask. This is yeah, where, right. we, where you go. Yeah. So, in, in, the, in, the year, in the last year to November 22, we, all, we saw almost 20 million direct debit failures, massive number of direct debit failures. Uh, again, that's looking anonymously uh, and in aggregate at our, our bottom line customers. But we see that rising at about 1 million a month. So this is going up. Oof. Um, and and bottom, you know, bottom line, of course, don't handle every direct debit in the UK. So the true number across the whole economy is far higher. But the value of those failed direct debits that we can see is, is the big thing. That's edging towards three billion pounds. Wow. Now, I emphasize the billion there because people don't look at that and go, what? Yes, three billion pounds. So this is a real KPI that we should be measuring and, and, and assessing the macroeconomic impact of this uh, on, on the economy. And it tells us something about the impact of this cost of living crisis that we're all experiencing now, inflation, higher energy costs, et cetera, all adding financial pressure to, to consumers. Um, we, we then went away and thought, that's not good enough just to know the numbers. I need to know, drill into this and find out what's yeah. going on here. So, so we looked into the reasons for those failures and saw the top failure reason because we can see that that reason, again, we don't see who or what, but we see the failure reasons, was what a code called referred to payer. 
Right. Now, referred to payer is a failure that happens when a consumer has insufficient funds in their bank account at the time the direct debit is taken. Businesses who do direct debit are very familiar with this, but they may not be tracking that amount, and they should. Because this is likely to be a bit of an oops moment for the consumer and is quickly rectified, but not always. And, and, and this failure type accounts for about half of the value of direct debit. So half of that $3 billion uh, is, is accountable for people not having enough money in their bank account at the time their direct debit is taken. And, and we're seeing that increase year on year, month on month. Mm. But interestingly, what, what we're also seeing when we looked into data is it's not only um, the regular people who uh, direct debits fail for. There are a number of first time failures. This is unique and this is starting to happen more and more, more recently, certainly since COVID up to now. This is where um, consumers such as myself and yourself and, and everyone else listening to this, it's the first time their direct debit or a direct debit they have has failed. Now, that's the first time that oops moment happens. Now, that could be an indication of cost of living impacted people directly who and that, that cohort who are normally able to keep on top of their finances. But again, that's purely speculation on my part. But um, it, it, the, the answers are there in, in the data to go and find that. So to, to prepare for this, I, um, I, I look to see if we track this in, in the U.S., if anybody, any company or trade group, was tracking direct direct debit volume and fails. And I didn't find any. Um, the Federal Reserve does not do it. Um, but there are some specific verticals um, that report these kinds of numbers, and they tell a story. I mean, you know, 3.5% of all Americans are 60 days late or more on their car payments, which is up substantially from 2021. You combine this for record prices for new and used cars, higher interest rates, all spells trouble. So from a business standpoint, Vinay, why are these numbers important? They're, they're really important numbers, John, because for, for businesses, a failed direct debit has an immediate impact on their cash flow. They don't get that mm -hmm. money in, obvious, but, it, but they also got to consider the cost of that. Talking to customers, we very quickly realized that every time a direct debit fails, it costs that business at least 50 pounds in an operational cost to go and recover that. And that's on top of that cash flow hit that I've just talked about. And, and you, so in our view, you can't just consider this a cost of business anymore. Uh, there's, there's, there's a, it's a cost that the businesses do not need in this economic climate. What, what we're also seeing around this time of year is seasonal, is mm -hmm. that consumers start canceling their direct debits as they take stock of their finances. Yeah. And, and, and this year, we actually expect that number to go up. Oh, wow. uh, as consumers tighten their you know, their financial belts, we also expect to see a, a rising number in the failures where it's the first time, that first time cohort mm -hmm. of people who have not got enough money in their bank account to cover the direct debit. All of that means reduced cash flow and e increased operating costs to the businesses. So something we need to do, measure and do something about. So the really cool stuff, that, for me anyway, about the work that you've done is that it's not the normal KPI. It's not the usual suspect KPI that you would look at. And so I have to ask you, you know, put on your career hat here and think of all the um, companies that you've worked with. Is there too much of an obsession with obvious KPIs when we evaluate the economy? Um, or should we be looking for things like direct debit fails that can give us a, a more micro look maybe? 
Absolutely. We should be looking at KPIs like this. And, and, and I'm a data person, and this is a KPI mm -hmm. that must be considered. I would say that. But if we combine that with some of those traditional metrics you mentioned, it gives a unique view into the state of the, the economy and the, the impact of macroeconomic decisions on consumers and businesses. Um, because it actually gives that lens onto it in a way that people can understand, the business can understand that impact straight away. Now, we've done that heavy lifting to see the trends. They must be used and should be used. So I don't think anybody jumped up on the desk and said, hey, this is great, but what, what was the reaction to your work so far? Do you have any anecdotes from people that have looked at this and, and, and been uh, been moved? <laughs> No, absolutely. I, I certainly jumped up, John, when I saw this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the reaction to the analysis has been phenomenal, actually. So, so we now talk about failed direct debits with our customers, and we've opened their eyes to this important KPI. And we're working with a, a number of cust customers in a variety of industries to provide trends and benchmarks. For example, some customers in the utility sector are, are actually unable to get this level of granularity on those failure reasons. But through the, through their own internal Through their data? own internal. No, absolutely. Oh. They can't do okay. it. Um, so we're able to give them that information. They're now using that to implement you know, cost-effective collection programs and really get a deep understanding into the, into the behaviors of their consumers. Vital stuff for them. But, but also for us, for, for bottom line, the, the data and insights of this nature are influencing the, the, the strategy and our product strategy and decisions that we're making. And, and we as data people and the data team uh, are finding that uh, these insights incredibly powerful and it's to be able to delight our customers and help bottom line achieve its strategic goals. Uh, personally, I'm immensely proud of the, the team who's done this hard work and enabled me to sit here and talk to you about it today. Yeah, great stuff. So this is the final question. Put your consultant hat on here. How would you advise businesses to proceed in this environment and with this information? Uh, I, I would suggest businesses do actively measure and report on this failed direct debit KPI. Drill into your data if you're able. If you're not, come and talk to us. But understand why direct debits are failing and understand the cost to your business of that. Do not just write this off as the cost of doing business. If it gets measured, you can do something about it. Businesses can be more flexible. Provide your customers with different payment channels once you understand their lifestyle and behavior through looking at why they're failing. That's a unique insight that you've got into your customers. Doing this is going to increase the likelihood that customers will be able to pay and when and in ways that will suit them. Think about your customer and look at the data that you've got there. Look at all your payment processes. Use this as your stepping stone to get into that, into that view of those processes. For example, your, for refunds, if you're making refunds, instead of refunding to their card, send them an email with a link to mm. deposit that money into their bank account because that's where they want it. So start using this information around failed direct debits and consumer behavior to really use it to your advantage. So this data can actually help strengthen customer relationships. Oh, absolutely. As I've, I've said it a few times here around those oops moments, yeah. you want to be sensitive to those and, and then be able to react to it when or if it does happen. You can look at your data and see trends and you can, you can almost predict when it's going to happen or the type of cohort where it will happen to, where it's more likely to happen to, and then predictively do something about it early. Wow, that's great. Hey, that's a wrap uh, for this, is this issue, this uh, episode of the Payments Podcast, which we're titling Direct Debit Creates a New Economic Data Point. Vinay Kosla, Head of Product Data Analytics and Insights at Bottom Line, thank you. That was a really insightful. 
one of the best podcasts we've done. So thank you very much for your time. You're very welcome, John. Hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah, I think you will. And uh, hopefully that's on a, uh, a, a near to the future payment podcast, which is available on Apple, SoundCloud and Spotify. And I hope you tune in again. Uh, see you next time. Payments Podcast from Bottom Line Technologies.